TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by a 25-year-old foodie with a passion for wellness, travel, and adventure. This sounds like it's going to be lots of fun. She made a move to cut sugar, grains, and dairy from her diet and had such a great experience that she wanted to share her experience, her recipes, and her way of keeping fit on all of her travels with everybody else. Um, So she loves that she's able to meet and connect with so many like-minded people from all around the world and travel and share all of her travel experiences. So welcome to the show, Jess McGilvray. Thanks for having me and thanks for the awesome intro. (laughs) It sounds like so much fun, Jess. It sounds like you're just living the dream life that we'd all love to be living, just travelling around the world, doing what you love and sharing it with people. That sounds like kind of fun. Yeah, it's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) So Jess, tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us about your lifestyle changes. You obviously made some changes that inspired you to want to change it, share it with everyone else. What happened? What was going on with you? Oh, well, I used to have a lot of pasta, lots of rice. Um, I used to be really, really fussy. Um, I used to go out like every weekend. Um, I connected with one of my primary school friends um, when she moved up to Perth and she was um, eating really healthy. She started cutting out sugar and she was telling me about all the benefits and um, we started hanging out more and and drinking smoothies at the beach. And, um, yeah, I think that sort of helped me make my move to a healthy lifestyle um they all all my friends put in to get me um a really nice blender for my birthday mm-hmm. um so yeah it i think that's sort of how it started and then around that time um my sister's boyfriend um started talking about paleo and i was just doing a lot of research reading some books and yeah i just started cutting out the sugar cutting out the grains um and the dairy, which that's something I never thought I would be able to cut out. I used to go through so much milk and um, now I don't drink it at all. And yeah, I just, I started seeing the benefits. Um, I felt so much better. I didn't have headaches every day. Um, And I just, I started my blog just to um, keep me accountable, inspire my friends and with the travel side of things, just to keep track of sort of where I've been and and show show my friends some photos, and then I started getting um, followers on social mm-hmm. media, and I sort of grew it from there. So, did you have the travel bug before you made the lifestyle changes, or did that come after? No, I had it before. Um, since I, I did my first overseas trip when I was twenty, um, and since then, I, it's yeah, just been in me. Um, I was a florist uh, for six and a half years, and I decided that I wanted to keep traveling so I changed careers and I'm now a travel agent (laughs) so um yeah yeah so that's uh, sort of helped me to travel even more in the last couple of years and so tell me more about this experience of changing your diet um what was the hardest thing for you I think the sugar cutting the sugar um I have a real sweet tooth um so just yeah adjusting to that um it, it was quite hard but then I, I started seeing the benefits and like I, I wasn't doing it to lose weight or anything but I noticed that I, I did drop a bit of weight um, I lost that um, that bloated feeling uh, my head just felt so much clearer my, my eyes were clearer um, 
yeah, I just noticed so many more benefits. And people actually said to me, like, Tess, you look really, really good. Um, but, yeah, sugar was the hardest thing for me. And did you experience withdrawals as you were going through that? I did, yeah. And how um, long did quite it last um, It was maybe, like, the first week, week and a half that it was quite bad. Um, we used to sort of have a can of Coke at lunchtime. We'd have have um, some lollies. So, yeah, I was having quite a bit of sugar every day. Um, so it took a bit to adjust. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so let's talk about the travel because obviously the travel is a really important aspect for you. And, and I think holidays and travel is something that often people have a lot of challenges with in terms of how they can do it healthily, how they can, you know, often the, the lifestyle habits we've got that we've integrated into our lifestyle, you know, we've made it easy on ourselves at home. We've got the right foods in the cupboard. We've got the right tools that we need to do the job. We've got the right exercise equipment that we need, you know, to make it easier for ourselves. But sometimes when we're traveling, then we can find it a bit harder because we're out of our routine. We don't necessarily have all of the things around us that help us stay on track. So let's start right from the start. When you go, when you decide to choose a destination you're going to travel to, how do you choose where you want to go? And does the health aspect of it come into it in any way at all? Um, I just, I choose a destination on um, where, where I want to go next, um, the sort of trip I want to do. So um, I wanted to do a cycling trip. So I looked through um, our, our, bro- our cycling brochure and I thought, oh, Vietnam sounds really good. So I picked that. And then I work out the health sort of aspects after there. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so it is a bit harder to, to travel and, and eat healthy, especially um, paleo. <laughs> um, turkey, I found that really hard because they drop a, a big barrel of bread on your table before you've even ordered anything. <laughs> um, bread is their filler and they have so much of it. So it, it was a bit hard. Um, but places like Japan, um, I found quite a bit easier um, and Vietnam lots of fresh fruit and veg uh, and if if I know that we're going to have a couple big travel days on a bus or a train I'll just go get some nuts I'll get some fruit and I'll just have a healthy snack option um, available because sometimes when you just stop at a service station it's just chips and chocolate yeah. and yeah. yeah well that was going to be my next question so you've decided where you want to go then the next thing obviously is the plane flight so how do you deal with plane flights in terms of what you eat um, and also in terms of just the exercise sitting for such long periods of time? What are your tips for that? Um, I struggle with the sitting um, constantly, but um, I think yoga has definitely helped that. Um, I'll do some stretching um, at the airport um, before and after and in between. Um, I'll just sort of try to get up a bit on the flights and walk around Um especially on those long-haul flights. Um, and I just pack um, some snacks with me. Again, like the nuts, I might, might make some bliss balls, um, that sort of thing, just to get me through. Um, yeah. This plane food isn't, isn't very nice yeah. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's so important to have that little bit of preparation, isn't it? And have you had any trouble doing that in terms of being able to take things on or onto or off of the plane or into or out of different countries? Um, no, I haven't had any issues yet, <laughs> but um, obviously the liquids, you have to have that certain size, so that makes it a bit more difficult, um, but yeah, no, I haven't had any issues there yet. 
<laughs> so then you get to your country, you get to your destination that you're going to travel around. Um, what about choosing accommodation? Does that come into it at all for you? Like I know, you know, often when I travel, I will look for a service department as opposed to a hotel because I want to have a little bit of a kitchen space so that I can go to the supermarket, grab some healthy food, have something a little bit fresher rather than just relying on eating out all the time. Is, is that sort of come into your equation at all? It does a bit, yeah. So when I'm on... Um a work trip, uh, we do a group tour. So all of the hotels are picked out. Uh, we do have some group dinners, but then I will also um, have some free time to go get my own meals. But when I'm doing my own trips, um, I definitely take that into consideration. I'm going to Bali um, next month. So I've chosen villas that have uh, yoga classes. They have paddle boarding like right at, at their beach. So um yeah, I looked at the menus as well of the restaurants that they have and there's definitely quite a few healthy options. So Bali I found um, really easy to sort of work work my health and fitness into into the accommodation. Nice. Well, I'm actually heading to Bali in a couple of months myself, Jess, so you might have to send through a couple of those uh, villa recommendations for me. Cause, uh, I will do that. That'd be great. <laughs> um, so once you're there, you've got your accommodation. If you're on one of your work trips and you need to stay in a hotel, um, yes. what do you usually do? Do you still try and go and get fresh food from the market or the supermarket and eat in or do you eat out? And if you eat out, well, either way, how do you try and make sure that you're getting healthy options in both of those scenarios? Okay, I will um, go to the supermarket and just get what I can, um, health, healthy food, like vet, fruit and veg. Um, and then I, I will eat out with the group and just pick, uh, look at the menu and, and choose the best option. Um, sometimes uh, there might be something that has um, grains in it and, and I do actually, I really feel that effect now, um, whereas I never used to. But, yeah, I just try to pick the best option that has um, maybe a bit of chicken and some veg uh, rather than something that's filled with bread and, mm-hmm. and, that, and that sort of thing. And, and do you make special requests? You know, are you one to say, can I get this with this and without that? Or do you just kind of pick the best one that's available on the menu? Um, I have before, but it depends on the country. Well, that was Sorry, my um, next question. Yeah, is how well is that received in various different countries? It wasn't too bad when I was in Turkey um, and Japan as well, but um, China, I find, is very hard. <laughs> and so, what um, sort of reactions do you get? Oh, it's just a language barrier. So it's not because I was wondering whether there were any countries where they're actually offended by your suggestion to make a change, or is it just the language barrier that causes you trouble? It's mainly the language barrier and them not understanding why um my tour guide in turkey didn't understand why i wouldn't eat bread (laughs) Um, because it's such a big thing for them um and china yeah very much the language barrier yeah okay yeah because i was going to ask about the turkey and the bread because i I find that often you know in those countries where they do just revolve their food around that that, and and they love helping you know they love feeding people they love take care for people and and so if you're not eating what they're putting in front of you they, they can take that as a bit of a a personal affront, um, that they were okay with you not eating the bread once you got past the language barrier? Yeah, yeah, they were fine with it. Um, if we, yeah, were at a restaurant and the bread was just all there, I didn't eat it. Um, they sort of wondered a bit why at, at first. And then, um, yeah, I would just ask something without the bread and, and they were fine with it. 
Great. So then the other thing that people often struggle with when they're traveling is the exercise component. Um, obviously, as I said, you're, you're away from your usual space, whether that's your yoga class, whether that's your friend that you exercise with, whether that's your gym equipment, whatever it is, you're having to sort of make it up a bit more on the run. And, you know, obviously on holidays, you have a lot more potential to do that and get your exercise through experiences, whether that's, you know, as you said, hiking or paddleboarding or whatever it happens to be. But some days you're not necessarily going out and doing those more active things as well. Um, what do you do to, to keep yourself fit while you're away on holidays? If the gym, uh, if the hotel has a gym, then I'll definitely um, do a session in the gym. Um, I'll go for a walk. Um, if we're near the beach, I'll go for a swim, uh, maybe a jog along the beach, um, yoga. And, uh, yeah, most of my trips are based around um, being active. So, um, like I said, I did the cycling trip. Um, when I was in Japan, I hiked Mount Fuji, uh, did paddle boarding. Um, so yeah, I try to do as many active activities as possible. And when there is that gap, then I'll definitely do some yoga or, or go for a little bit of a run or something. Yeah. So yoga you would do just in your hotel room. Do you have a particular app or exercise or video or anything you use, or you just do that by yourself? Um, I just usually do it by myself. Um, I do quite a bit of yoga, um, when I'm home. So uh, yeah, just usually by myself. Um, I like to surround myself in a, in a nice setting, so I might go to the beach or go to a park, um, try to get out of the hotel a bit. And and if you're going to the hotel gym, what does a session in the hotel gym look like for you? How long does it go for? What sort of exercises do you like to do? What sort of equipment do you use? Um, half an hour to about an hour. Um, I have a program that I had from my physio um, a few, well, sort of, a year ago um so I had a bit of a shoulder injury from a car crash so um I sort of followed her program a bit um and then just my experience um with the gym from being home so um I do a bit of uh weight work um again I'll sort of do some yoga and and quite a few stretches um in the gym as well so So, I might get on the bike what are your favorites when you say weight work what sort of stuff are you doing are you doing squats you're doing lunges you're doing Bench presses, what sort of stuff do you like to do? Um, I love squats. Um, I, ha- I hate lunges, but I love them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, chin-ups and, um, yeah, just it's a bit of everything. Um, a lot based around my shoulder because, yeah, uh, yeah it it's, um, has definitely improved since, since doing the weights. Yeah. Well, it obviously has if you're getting chin-ups in. You're obviously going a bit better. <laughs> Getting there. <laughs> so I'll be curious to hear about your experiences traveling through different countries. What have you noticed about different cultures in terms of the way they eat, the way they exercise, and how that reflects on their health? Yeah, I find um, Southeast Asia, um, lots and lots of fresh fruit and veg. Um, they go to the markets once or twice a day. They don't buy up in in bulk they will go to the markets every day um you'll often see uh, groups of people in the park doing tai chi um in china there were even when it was winter and it was sort of minus five degrees there would be a group of people dancing just in the street with some music um in japan i find that a lot of people train for marathons you see them running around the park a lot um yeah it it's um it's quite varied, but I find that yeah Asia is very much based around fresh fruit and veg at the market. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah. And so going through then Asia compared to, for example, Turkey, where you mentioned they were eating lots of the bread, um, did you notice a difference in terms of the people, in terms of their physique, in terms of their health? Um, yeah, I find that um, in Asia, I mean, they do have a lot of takeaway stores like McDonald's and KFC. And so you can see that they are getting bigger in size um, and their health is also sort of changing a bit. But, um, I yeah, I find that um, in Turkey, they sort of have that um, sort of wheat belly, like bloated sort of mm. look. Um, not everybody, but... Yeah, and and same with um, in Italy. There was lots of lots of I was eating lots of grains there. Um, it's just it was really hard in Italy. Um, yeah, I think Asia that they are a bit slimmer, um, and yeah. I think that's based on the fresh fruit and veg. Yeah. So Jess, obviously we've got our own little travel agent here, so let's make the most of it. There's going to be lots of people listening to this show who love to travel or who would like to travel or would like to go on a holiday. Um, they're going to be you know, pretty health conscious. They're probably wanting to do something maybe a bit more active where they can involve some fitness. What are your recommendations? What are your, you know, what are your top five if I walked into your door, into your travel agent and said, look, I want to go somewhere. I'm health conscious. I like doing active things. I like getting out into the outdoors and into nature because I think that would resonate with a lot of people on this show. Where would mm-hmm. you be thinking about sending me? Um, you could go somewhere in South America, you could go to Peru and do the Inca Trail, um, Japan, you could hike Mount Fuji, like I said, paddle boarding, go down to Okinawa, do lots of snorkeling as well. Um, Turkey, actually really good for active trip, there's kayaking and cycling and paddle boarding, um, all of that as well. Um, Bali, Thailand, those sort of places, there's lots of... Uh, yoga and uh, paddleboarding, surfing sort of classes as well. Um, yeah, and China, you could hike the Great Wall. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, so what's the country you've been to that's been the hardest in terms of being able to maintain your health and fitness regime whilst you've been away? Where's been the toughest? Italy and, and then closely followed, followed by Turkey. And, and was that um, just the bread and the pasta? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so just just difficult finding different options. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I just tried to have as much sort of meat and and veg as possible, but it, it is quite hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. So where's the next spot for you in terms of travel, Jess? Where are you going to head to next? Um, so Bali in Feb. Um, this the rest of the year is pretty open. I'm doing little weekends. Uh, get away to Melbourne but yeah I'd maybe like to go Mexico or Costa Rica or some somewhere in Central America I think. Nice so planning that Central America trip how far ahead do you start planning how far ahead do you start thinking about that? Um, I've been thinking about where I want to go uh, for quite a while Um, so it will be a a work sort of educational trip so when my boss is back from Antarctica (laughs) lucky him (laughs) Um, then I'll, um, yeah, have a word to him and see where, uh, where we're going to go. That sounds great. And so in terms of travel, I guess, and accommodation, then that probably makes it a bit easier for you because that's going to be taken care of by work by the sound of it. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Um, so I have an educational every year. Um, so last year, I was, uh, last year was Italy. Um, and then the year before was Japan. So, 
Um, yeah, it definitely makes makes travel a lot easier. <laughs> it, make, it makes the planning a lot easier. You're not having to stress about where you're going to go, where you're going to stay, accommodation, those sort of things. It makes it a bit simpler, doesn't it? It does, and, yes. And probably a decent discount too, I guess. Yes, well, the, yeah, the educational um, is is um, provided to me and then yep. all of my other travel that I do, um, I get a pretty good discount. <laughs> That's very handy. That's very handy. All right, so in terms of... Um, I'm just trying to think. In terms of the food stuff, let, let's go. Let's go back into some of the the food and, and traveling component of it. Um, when you're out doing your activities, you know, when you, if you're out kayaking, if you're out hiking, if you're doing those sort of things, how do you manage that throughout the day? How do you, um, you know, what do you do? You take stuff with you? Do you buy stuff on the way? Um, how do you keep yourself nourished as you're doing? Particularly some of the longer things, I guess. You know, usually. There'll be stalls by the side of the road if you're going on a big hike, in, particularly in touristy areas. But it's usually, you know, Coke and chocolate bars. There's not. There's often not a lot else. How do you how, how do you pack and prepare for those sort of strenuous activities when you're travelling? Um, well, my backpack is pretty full of food, <laughs> so I will take lots and lots of water, um, and yeah, fruit, veg, um, nuts. I'll just um, if depending on where I'm staying, I might. Uh, get a smoothie or something beforehand like a green smoothie Uh, but obviously when it's sort of out of the way that's not possible so I've always found um, some sort of uh, fresh produce on the way Um, but yeah I'll just try to stock up on that beforehand Um, yeah it's sort of it is hard um, in certain places like Mount Fuji um, you stay overnight in a mountain hut and you get curry and rice for dinner and that's it. Yeah. So um, I just had had the curry um, without the rice and then I just had my snacks with me as well. So just yeah. And what about like fruit. more like meat and protein and that sort of stuff? You know, when you're when you're going along the way, is that something that you just have to kind of have less of because it's not as available, or do you manage to you know take some dried meat with you, or how do you get around that? Um, I pretty much will just sort of leave it and then my next stop I'll um, have a meal with some meat in it. Um, yeah, it's a bit, that's a bit harder, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it makes it harder to keep it going, doesn't it? And what do you notice when you're doing those sort of activities? If you don't have that sort of, I guess, more of the fats and the proteins in your diet, do you notice that in terms of energy levels, in terms of performance? Yeah, definitely. Um I find that having all the, the fats and the protein definitely help that. Um, so, yeah, I'll just try to um, eat really eat lots before I go and then, um, yeah, when I, when I finish, just um, go have a good meal. Um, yeah. <laughs> Top back it, up it again. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, it's been great having you on the show today, Jess. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Um, Obviously, people are going to want to follow you and they're going to want to see all of your adventures and see how you do it and what you do. Um, so you're, you're around on social media, um, Facebook, the Healthy Fit, oh, sorry, not, not the, just Facebook Healthy Fit Traveller and Instagram yes. Healthy underscore Fit underscore Traveller. So what sort of yes. stuff can people expect to find if they're looking around on your Facebook and your Instagram? Uh, so I put lots of my travel pictures up. Um, I'll put up uh, photos of the food, of the cafes that I go to around Perth or Melbourne or, or when I am overseas. Um, and then just the general activities I get up to when I'm home, if, if it's kayaking or paddle boarding. Um, this weekend, my friend's coming from Melbourne, so there will be lots of pictures from Rottnest and um, paddle boarding, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm a very outdoorsy person, so 
lots of lots of water, beach, food, travel. Nice. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, I'm sure there's going to be heaps of our listeners wanting to go and check that out. They can also check out your website, www.healthyfittraveller.com. Um, so, once again, thank you so much for coming on board today, Jess. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Great. So, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.